1, 28 and 29. Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves on the earth. Verse 29. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields I can't hear you. Let's start again. Ready? Go. Here ends the video of his holy word. Father, we ask that you breathe your word, your spirit on this word. Let us behold you in the beauty of your holiness as we look into the perfect law of liberty. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. Turn me down a little bit. I want us to look at verse 29 again. He says, and God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth. And every tree whose fruits, whose every every fruit yields tree, sorry, every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. Amen. Today I want us to look at. Uh, we are still looking on focusing on God, but the title for my subject for today is focus on the seed within. Focus on the seed within. Hallelujah. Focus on the seed within. Now, let's look at this, the last part of this scripture again. He's saying that every tree that yields fruit, to you it shall be for food. My question to you is, is he talking about the tree that will be for food or the fruit that will be for food or the seed that will be for food? Which one is for food? This is English language. He says that, Every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. And my question is that which one of them? We have three things here. We have a tree, we have a fruit, and we have a seed. Which of the three is going to be for food? Can I get any takers? Sorry? Somebody says fruit. Yes, somebody else. Somebody says tree. Somebody says both fruit and tree. Seed. And somebody says seed. Hallelujah. I, I keep telling you that I, I'm not very clever, so I read the Bible in pictures. Because when I do that, it, it helps me to understand better. Now, God has given an instruction, and the instruction is that every tree that yields, every fruit tree that yields seed shall be for food. This implies that the tree is not the food. Neither is the fruit the food. But the seed, that is the fruit. Or that is the food. Did you understand that? It is not the tree. It is not the fruit. But it is the seed that will provide the tree, that will provide the fruit, that will become your food. Ah, I don't know whether you got it. 
Did you get it? He says that every tree, every fruit yielding tree, every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. And I'm saying that it is not the, the fruits that will give you the food. And it's not the tree that will give you the, the food. But it is the seed that brings forth the tree, that brings forth the fruit, that becomes your food. Hallelujah. You understand that? So when you focus on the tree, you are likely to miss out. Why? Because there are some trees that don't bring forth fruit. We read in the scriptures that uh, Jesus was passing by under a fig tree and he was desiring food to eat. And when he got there, he realized that there was no fruit and he cursed the tree. Are you, are you getting it? And, and, and we, we also know that when you have a, a fruit, the fruit will only satisfy you temporarily. It will satisfy you today, but the fruit will not satisfy you tomorrow. Because as soon as you eat it, that's it, it's gone. Are, are you getting it? So what you need to focus on is not the fruit that you have for today. Because if you focus on the fruit you have for today, you and I, all of us in this room, we do something. We go to the shop. We go to uh, Asda, Sainsbury's, uh, uh, Max and Spencer. We buy oranges. We buy, and then we drink or we eat the orange and we chuck the, the seeds out. Isn't that true? That's what we do. We chuck the seeds out because the seeds don't mean anything to us. But you see, in the seed lies life hereafter. In the seed lies a continuous reproduction of the orange fruit. Are you with me? When God made the herbs, the, the, the seeds that produce the tree for the, uh, or the herb uh, producing fruit, he never reproduced any longer. He never recreated. He only made them once and then he put in within them this cycle of reproduction. Are you getting it? So every time the seed falls to the ground. If the seed is, is uh, nurtured, the seed will produce a tree that will produce fruits. Amen. Give me uh, my seed, my orange seed. Now, if you look at the picture of an orange seed, an orange seed does not resemble the fruit it produces. Hallelujah. Neither does it resemble the tree that it produces. It is something that looks innocuous, isn't it? It, it doesn't look much. It doesn't look like uh, you can do much with this. In fact, it is useless to you and I who are hungry. <laughs> are you with me? If we are hungry at this minute, this thing in this guy's hands don't mean much to us. Are you with me? But, but if we do not focus on this. I can guarantee you that we will not eat again. Hallelujah. Which means that the most important thing that we need to focus on is this thing. Hallelujah. Now look at verse 11 with me. Let's go to, uh, we are looking at chapter 1 verse 11. We are going to read 11 and 12 again. Uh, and, and there he says something that I want you to look at. He says that then God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herbs that yield seeds 
Why is God so focused and fixated on seeds? I would have thought that it would have been easier for God to say that let the herbs bring forth and the tree yield fruits. Isn't it? But he kept on adding this dead thing. In, you saw it in the guy's hand. It's dead. But God kept on adding the seed to it. He says that, then he said, let the earth bring forth grass and herbs that yield seeds and the tree, a fruit tree that yields fruit according to its own kind, according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. So the, the seed is not outside of the tree. The seed is not outside of the fruit, but the seed is within. Are you understand? I'm trying to lay a foundation before I go into the substantive subject. Are you getting it? So, so, so if we are looking at seeds, I tried, I tried to look at something. I tried to look at, let, let me, let me, I tried to look at seeds in the, the study of seeds. And did you, did you, did you know what I found? The study of seed is spermology. If you Google the study of seed, it, what it comes out with is spermology. And if you study, the study of fruit is pomology. So pomology is the study of the, 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 the fruits. And spermology is the study of the seed. I'll come back to it. So you put that in one corner of your mind for now. <laughs> Let's look at the seed again. Why is the seed so important? Why is the seed so important that we should focus on? Why should we turn our attention to the seed? Because it's now from the scriptures we have read. It's very obvious that God is very particular about seeds. Amen. Because the seed that we discuss has the sole task of reproduction. The seed that is discarded is the thing that is the sole reproductive organ. Are you getting it? We, we as human beings mostly move, we are moved by size. We like the size of it, something, beauty. Give me a, the size of a tree, the, the beautiful tree with the fruit on it. You know, we like, we like aesthetics. We like to look at things that look beautiful, like this. You, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's right and it's nice. Are, are you with me? If you have this in your farm, if you have this in your, in your garden, if you have this in your backyard, you are happy. I remember I used to have a, an apple tree growing in my, in my backyard. And it was good sometimes. It was bad sometimes. Because it gave me a lot of work to do. Because every time, when it's in this season, it always falls to the ground. The birds will be eating, it will be dying, it will be stinking. You have to clear it all the time. And at a point, I was not happy with the tree, so we cut it down. But, but you see, it's nice. You don't have to go to Sainsbury's anymore. Organic Do you understand? This is organic orange. You don't have to go and buy, you know, five small oranges for... One ninety-nine. No, you can just go in the morning and pick it up, and that's it. You're 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 gone. 
We human beings, we like aesthetics. We like things like that. We like to see and we give particular attention to, to, to the outward. But do you know that in every greatness lies a small seed? The greatness of the World Wide Web, the greatness of the internet, the greatness of Microsoft was a seed that laid in the heart of somebody. If the guy did not focus on the seed that was within him to, to nurture it and to grow it and to make it become what it became, believe you me, you and I would today will not have iPads. And we will still be using paper and pen to write. Are you getting it? And that, so that, that seed in that man's mind is what has yielded the ease with which we can type and Google search things as and when we need them. Are you getting it? It was the guy's uh, focus on the seed that brought about a, world, uh, a worldwide uh, was the growth of life and ease. The light bulb was somebody's invention. It was a seed within him. The, the, the car was somebody's invention. It was a seed within him. The microphone was somebody's invention. It was a seed within him. Uh, the shoe you are wearing is somebody's seed. It's somebody's idea. If the guy decided not to, not to eat the idea like we eat the fruit and chuck out the seed because the seed has no use for him, you and I will not enjoy the shoe you are wearing. Because you are comfortable in the shoe, and when I look at you, it is nice. So you are enjoying the, the shoe. I am also enjoying the sight that the shoe gives. Am I making sense? So you see, the seed is so, so, so important. It's crucial. Hallelujah. Our greatness is in the seed. Others pay attention to the fruit because all they are interested in is satisfaction for today. There are some women and there are some men who go for married men and married women. Where are they? Where are they? Uh, am I okay to talk? Because as soon as I, I gave the example, your eyes were looking at me. See, these days with a mask, you can't see whether the person is smiling or or they are frowning, but you can see when the, the, the eyes change. Yeah. You see, a, 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 let's say a lady who likes to go for married men is somebody who likes to enjoy fruit, which is already made without, without the process because the seed has to be put in the ground it has to be watered. It has to be uh, uh, tilled. It has to be magnured and, uh, and added. Uh, what do you call it? All that love and care and attention has to be given to it for it to grow. And when the tree grows, you have to wait for the season. And when the season comes, then it gives a fruit, which is beautiful to see. And when you see the beautiful fruit, now you want to eat it. Hallelujah. Are you with me so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, the, the lady when she was walking around, so skinny, her hair was unkept. She didn't look pretty and beautiful. You didn't even see her. But now somebody has taken her, polished her, taken her to the salon, beautified her. 
put some rings and you know money can make you look very nice even if you are not nice somebody said beauty is in the shop <laughs> so, so the, the lady has bought some hair extensions they've bought some nails they've bought some eyebrows they've bought some eyelashes they've bought some nose they've bought some cheeks they've bought some, some uh, liposuctions they've bought some <laughs> and, and now they are looking exquisite and now you say that this one is the one I want somebody's wife Hallelujah. Because you are interested in gratification of the now. This now satisfaction is all I'm interested in. Not the working on, the nurturing, the hard work of, of the man. That one is not interesting. So to, from today when you go to Sainsbury's and you are buying fruit, know that you are like the one who chased somebody's wife. And that was a joke. That was a joke. Hallelujah. But you see, the enjoyment, you, you know, there's, a, there's, give me the cocoa seed. There's a legend uh, in um, uh, Africa somewhere that a man went to South America and uh, he saw a harvest of this, these uh, beans and then he stole some. And he put it in his pocket. Just a handful, just like that. He stole it as the people were harvesting and everything. He stole it and he put it in his pocket. And then he went back to his continent, Africa. And went back to his country. And then when he got to his country, he decided to plant the seed he stole from South America. Okay? And now give me the forest of cocoa. Okay, so now this guy's seed that he stole in his pocket has become this forest. Are you with me? And give me a bar of chocolate. And now this, this forest produces the fruit that is used to get a bar of chocolate is, is used to get cocoa butter cream is used for washing soap. It is used for hot chocolate. Give me any of those pictures. Hot chocolate, uh, chocolate ice cream, whatever. Just in case you don't know what I'm talking about. You know, but, and all the other byproducts of, of cocoa was from the pocket of this guy. That he stole, by the way. Are you with me? Now, fast forward, fast forward about, about, uh, uh, about 50, 60 years on. The, the country is now the largest producing country of cocoa that produces chocolate, that produces ice cream and everything. And it came from a few seeds in a man's pocket, which is stole, by the way. Don't forget that. <laughs> Are you getting it? The difference between what happened in South America and what happened in Africa, West Africa, is 
The fact that when the man brought the seed, he focused on it. He nurtured it. He watered it. He grew it. And the seed became a tree. And it became a fruit that was harvested and replanted. And the, the replanted became a seed that, that became a tree that became a fruit that was replanted. And it became a tree that became a fruit that became a seed that was replanted. And that man is dead and gone. Long ago. But I can guarantee you that for the next thousands of years, that reproductive cycle will never stop. Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 8, the Bible says, while the earth remained, seed time and harvest will never, ever cease. Hallelujah. Are you with me so far? Now let's look at chapter 3. That's Genesis chapter 3. I want to show you something there. Verse 15. Genesis 3, 15. He says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman. Between what? Your seed. Have you seen that word again? Between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heels. Okay, so now the word spermology makes sense. <laughs> Isn't it? Because... The, the seed is the sperm. Are you getting it? The seed is the sperm. And the sperm doesn't look like a man. Oh, I think I'm preaching to the wrong church. It looks like I'm preaching to the wrong church today. Uh, I can change the message. Okay, let, let's, let's talk about uh, how to... I can change the message. It's not a problem. The, the sperm does not look like the man. It's a seed. That has to be planted at the right place. Uh, I don't think you can handle this. I, I don't think you can handle it. Uh, I'm struggling to preach this message because your eyes are telling me something. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. See, the, 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 the potential of a seed is a forest of trees. You take the seed and throw it away, and if, fall, if it falls to the wrong environment, it becomes a wasted item. Are you with me? But when it falls in the right environment, then it becomes a planted seed. The potential of a forest is in the seed. But when you chuck it in the wrong environment, it becomes a wasted product. But when you plant it in the right place, it becomes a planting that yields the potential within the seed. Which also means that where you deposit your seed or the environment with which you deposit your seed is so important. 
Uh, I think I'm preaching better than you're aiming. I think, uh, I don't think you understand the message so far. You know, some of us, we, our seeds die before it's time because we sow it at the wrong place. We talk to some wrong people. We don't tell the right people our potential. We don't tell the right, right people what we are, what is burning inside of us. So it becomes a wasted item. Hallelujah. You have a dream. You have a business plan. You have, you have, you have something that is in your head. That is, that is burning in, you, in your spirit. Watch who you tell that thing to. Because that seed is like the orange seed you ate yesterday and you threw it in the garbage can. Hallelujah. So the planting of the seed is so important. So some of us, I'm talking about the planting, and I'm not talking about planting of somebody else, but the planting of that idea inside of you. You plant in the wrong place. How many have planted some ideas wrongly inside of you? So God has given you an, an idea, but then say, so as for me, I'm shy. As for me, I don't, I can't stand in front of people to talk. I'm not a public speaker. So that seed of greatness is sown in an environment of doubt within you and it becomes the seed that is put in the garbage can. Are you with me? And that potential is lost forever. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, let's look at some, some also, the, the, the reason why they don't use the seed well is because they don't know the greatness within the seed. They don't even have ignorance of something leads to the misuse of that thing. Hallelujah. I'm trying to bring my, my message Clara home so that you can understand. I, I am struggling to find a good example for us to understand how important the seed we have is. For instance, for instance, for instance, the seed of Christianity is not coming to church. The seed of Christianity is not reading your Bible. The seed of Christianity is not being good. Although those are all characteristics of Christianity. The seed of Christianity is not shouting in tongues. The seed of Christianity is not changing the way you dress. You used to wear miniskirts, you used to wear, you know, revealing clothes. Now you don't because you are a Christian now. No, that is not the seed of Christianity. Am I making sense? The seed of Christianity is salvation. And I told you that the seed doesn't look like the tree it produces. Are you getting what I'm saying? The seed doesn't look like the tree. So sometimes you can easily discard your salvation without realizing that that is the seed or that's the essence of your being as a Christian. First Peter 1. 22. Since you have purified your souls, listen to this scripture. 1 Peter 1, 22 to 25. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit in sincere love of the brethren, 
Love one another fervently with a pure heart. Have you seen that? Having been born again, not of a corruptible what? Seed. You're born again or your salvation, your Christianity, your identity as a Christian is not born out of a corruptible seed. Which means that your Christianity has a seed. And that seed is called salvation. Am I talking to somebody? Or are you with me? Through the word of God which lives and abides forever. Because all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man is as flowers of grass. And the grass withers and the flowers falls away. But the word of God endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. So he was saying that the gospel that was preached, what I'm doing right now is I'm depositing a seed into your heart. My talking and my, uh, all that the lecture I'm giving right now is supposed to produce a seed. And that seed is supposed to be deposited inside of your heart. And when that thing is deposited inside of your heart, it is not a corruptible seed. It's an incorruptible seed. If you look after it, if you nurture it, if you grow it, then it becomes the fruit which people will enjoy. That is your, your, your character being changed, your uh, characteristics, all, everything, those things being changed. All those things are fruits of Christianity. But the actual seed of Christianity is your salvation. Hallelujah. So therefore, that's Philippians 2.12. He said that, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation, your own salvation with what? Fear and trembling. Work out your salvation for it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Hallelujah. Work out your own salvation because what is the core of your Christianity, your beliefs and everything is your salvation which is inside of you. So you've got to work it. I say you've got to work it. How do you work your salvation? You work it like you work any other seed. When you put the seed into the ground, you've got to nurture it. You've got to water it. You've got to keep your eye on the tree, on the seed. Remove all the stones, all the, the debris around it and add some fertilizer, isn't it? Add some nutrients. Keep watering, keep nurturing until it grows and becomes what is destined to become. Am I talking to somebody? I just took an example of Christianity. You can use any other example and you see that the principle is the same. The principle is the same. Hallelujah. Oh, are you okay with me so far? All right. Now, let's go to management of the seed. Someone say management. How are we going to manage the seed? Matthew chapter 13. I'm glad you asked that question. Matthew chapter 13 verse 3. It is a story I'm sure we all know in, the, in this room, but I want us to indulge me as we look at Matthew 13 from 3 to 9 and 18 to 23. And he, that's Jesus, was speaking to the congregation or the, 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 the crowd, and he told them, 
He spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. Ah, now we have come back to the same thing, isn't it? If he went out to sow, then obviously he had a bag of seeds. Isn't it? If he went out to sow, he had a bag of seeds. So we are talking about seeds here. Now we are looking at management of the seed, how we will manage the seed. Are you with me? And he said, the, the first one, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the wayside. So this is the first category of uh, grounds. The first one, it fell on the wayside, and birds came and devoured them. The next one, and some fell on stony places where they did not have much soil or much earth and immediately sprang up because they did not have any depth of the earth. It did not yield fruit. I'm on the next verse. Then when the sun came up and it was scratched and then it had no roots, so it withered away. So the second one, the first one is the wayside. Second one is the stony ground. Third one. Next verse. And some fell among tongues, and the tongues sprang and choked them. But others, so the third one is a thorny ground, and then the fourth one, but others fell on a good ground, and they yielded crops, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Now go to verse 18. He explains to us what the types of grounds are and what it means. Verse 18. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower, and work with me quickly, please. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches. Remember the birds of the air? They came to the wayside and they snatched the seeds away. Go on. What is sown in the heart? This is the one who receives the seed by the wayside. But... He who received the seed on stony places is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet has no root in themselves, but endure for a while, for when tribulations and persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. So the stony places are the ones that are cut off because of tribulation. They are cut off because of uh, uh, issues. You know, they are cut off because of trials. They go off. Then the next one. Now he who receives among the tongues is he who receives the word and the curse of the world. The deceitfulness of riches of the word. Choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Are you with me? Then the fourth one is that by he who receives the seed on a good ground, it is he who hears the word and understands it, and who indeed bears fruit and produces some hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. If we come back to our example of Christianity and salvation, our salvation is meant not for us to enjoy. Do you understand? Remember the man that stole the, 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 the seeds of uh, cocoa beans from South America? And took it to West Africa and sold it. He had a plan for the seeds he carried from South America. In those days, they didn't have airplanes, so they took ship 
A ship from South America to West Africa took many months. Are you getting it? There was a plan. Someone said there was a plan. There was a plan for the seed. When the seed entered into the continent and entered to the place where the man came from, he decided to sow them all along before he left South America. He had a plan for the seed. The seed is that when you become saved, there's a plan for your life. That I am going to nurture you. I am going to grow you. I am going to till around you. I will give you peace. I will give you prosperity. I will give you everything to enjoy. Not for your selfish gain, but so that you also grow up, become mature, and bear more fruits. Hallelujah. Um, So, where are we in this? Where, 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 are, where are we? Where are you and I in this? Are we on the wayside? Are we on the stony ground? Are we on the thorny ground? Uh, or are we in the good ground? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's a question. I think you should write it somewhere and then ask yourself. Where, where am I? Where am I? What, what ground am I? What ground am I? We are using the example of Christianity. You can use other examples, but Christianity is our example. I wish I could use other examples, but for now, I, I, I can look, I can use finances. Are you wayside finances? Are you rocky finances? Or are you, you see, this is how you will know where you are. When the finances, for instance, when it falls to the ground and you can't find it again, it means you're on the wayside. <laughs> you, you get it? Yeah, that's how you know the soil that you are. You are. When the, the finances fall on the ground, or on, but on the uh, just in, before the week ends, uh, it, it, it has no earth, so it doesn't grow. So you're always in the negative zone. Uh, stone. <laughs> stone. <laughs> Are you getting it? When it falls, sometimes it tries to grow. But as it's growing, they come. They need, uh, what's those things that they do? The school, school they're going on a school trip. The, the, pa- pa- parents know what I'm talking about. They say they are going field trip. It's a field trip. I thought uh, in my in my generation, it's a field trip. We are taking a bus to go from here to maybe Bradford. They say no, 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 or excursion to the museum. No, they say no, no. We are going to France. We are going to Belgium. We are going to Spain. Which means some hundreds of pounds. So it's that the cares of the world. <laughs> They are stealing. So by the time they finish, the, 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 the financial seed cannot. <laughs> the, then there's some who falls and then he yields. Are you getting it? So I can use all the examples, but I'm, I, I want to fix my attention on your salvation. Your salvation. The seed that has been sown. As we are sitting here, the seed is being nurtured. 
You know, God has employed some, some uh, what is it called? Some gladness to, in, in John chapter 15, says that I am the vine and my father is the husband man. Every tree that bears fruit in me, he purges so that it can bear more fruit. And every tree that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Because the father or the husbandman or the owner of the vineyard is interested in fruits. Are you with me? So I'm on verse, verse uh, 3 now. Go on, verse 4. I'm verse 4. I'm on verse 4. So he says that now, listen, abide in me. As the, the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides inside of me. Do you understand? So uh, your Christianity, uh, there are a lot of people who say that I'm a Christian, but I don't want to go to church. I'm a Christian, but my Christ lives inside of me. I don't need anybody to all these church people, they are hypocrites. All these church people, they are pretenders, they are liars, and they are this, they are that, they are that. So you, you, you preclude yourself from, from doing anything. He said, I'm going to read my Bible and stay at home. But here's the scripture. It says that, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Which means that you cannot nurture yourself. You cannot grow yourself. You cannot uh, clean yourself. You need cleansing. You need nurturing. You need watering. And in Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15, the Bible says that, and I, that's God, says that I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Ah, you getting it. So you need, you need uh, 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 vine dresses, you know, uh, 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 undergirded uh, uh, gardeners to help nurture the seed of salvation inside of you. And all of us need it. Up, even up to today, I still need it. And I still get it. I, are you getting it? So the, the more we work, the, the, it's, you are being worked upon. You are, go back to verse five, verse 5 of John 15. I mean John 15. The more you are being worked upon, the more you are being worked, I'm John 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, the same bears what? Much fruit. So the, the, the essence of your abiding is found in the productivity of seeds. It's a big English. So we can tell whether you are abiding by your productivity. Which means that if you are not producing, don't pretend or don't lie to yourself. You are not abiding. Hallelujah. He who abides in me and I in him, the same bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Amen. The service says that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask whatever you desire and the Father will do it for you. See, so the, 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 the beauty of Christianity, of, of, of being uh, uh, 
getting everything that your desire, God giving you, that is not the essence. A lot of us as Christians, we have made that the essence of our Christianity. That is the, you know, we pray and God gives us something. Somebody prays for us and we get this. Somebody prays for us and we get, give me, give me, give me. You know that give me type of uh, Christianity? That is not the essence of our Christianity. And sometimes, remember John chapter 10 verse 10, the Bible said the, the, the devil comes to steal or the thief comes to steal but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. See, one of the ways to, to destroy is to steal something, a vital component, and you make a total nonsense of the whole thing. For instance, no matter how big the car is, if you take one little wire that is connected to the battery, if you take it out, the whole car is is rendered useless. I don't care how big the size of the car is. If you take, you know, there are two connectors that connect the battery of a car. If you take one, you disable the whole car. You, you are not going to do, do anything. Just one little thing. So Satan just disables. So our Christianity and everything is, 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 is nice and all that, but he's disabled one thing. That is that your Christianity is just a personal selfish thing it's just for you to enjoy it's just for you to have security it's just for you you know the devils in your mother's house your father's house are all catered for all those things are just are you getting it so so that becomes the focal point of your christianity but that is wrong that is not the, the truth the truth of christianity is that you are safe to save others hallelujah you are saved you know, and, and, and you are watered, you are rooted, you are, uh, all those things are, are taken out of you for a purpose. And the purpose that you bear fruit and much more fruit. And we read the scripture that said the tree that bears more fruit, the same he proves that it will bear more fruit. Because the husbandman or the, the, or the father is interested in more fruit. Somebody say more fruit. Hallelujah. Are you with me so far? So the focus, I'm bringing the message to a close, the focus of you and I must be on the seed. Hallelujah. The seed, the seed of your salvation. This is why scripture is saying, yeah, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Which means that that seed, when it's taken, the tree is nonsense. The fruit is dead. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? So the seed, the power of your Christianity is in your salvation. So protect it, grow it, nurture it. Understand why you have been saved. Work on your salvation. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Are you with me so far? Remember, the seed of greatness is inside of you. The seed of greatness is inside of you. Don't let anybody talk you down. Don't let anybody say that you can't make it. Don't let anybody look down on you. Don't let anybody destroy the seed inside of you. Remember, the seed doesn't look like the harvest. Give me the seed in the hand again. Remember, your seed doesn't look like the harvest. But with that, those small seeds in the hand, 
you can make a forest that will grow hundreds and hundreds of years. Stand